Welcome everyone to episode 54 of the 25 Live. My name is Jim Bernica. I've got two special guests this week. I've got Dan Kerrigan and Jim Moss from the Firefighter Functional Fitness. Now these two met uh, on, online a couple years ago. They ended up writing an article together for Fire Engineering. They ended up writing a book, Firefighter Functional Fitness. And now they go around the country doing seminars as well. So uh, this episode is all about fitness, about nutrition, about exercise. And without further ado, let's just tag them in. So here's Jim and Dan. All right, welcome everyone to this week's episode of the 25 Live. We've got two special guests with me today. We've got Dan Kerrigan and Jim Moss. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing, doing great. well. Good, good. I am very thankful that you can make some time for me i know you guys are already busy yourself plus in addition to this it is shark week this week yeah so i mean <laughs> you are truly sacrificing yourself to be on this show so i, I appreciate it well you know priorities you know I, I would say you you definitely edge out shark week we do what we can well in the dvr you know, <laughs> we, we could just record it and that's okay we'll get back to that so anyways little ditty about uh, jim and dan Let's start with how you guys met. Who reached Dan, out? You, Dan, you get this one. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah, you guys got to take turns, but my listeners may not know. So. No, that's all right. That's who all right. The, so who we, made the first move? We, um, we, uh, we, we actually, got, going back to, like, I, I want to say, like, what is it, 2015 maybe-ish, we, we had both been uh, independently uh, writing and posting and, and advocating for firefighter health and wellness uh, and, and uh, you know, came across each other as most people do these days on social media, um, Twitter specifically. And, uh, and so like, you know, I, I kind of paid attention to what he was doing. I think, you know, he would say the same and uh, reached out to him one day and said, you know, I, I like what you're doing. You know, we, we had the same passion and, and, uh, and uh, you know, commitment to, to the firefighter you know, and first responder community for wellness. And maybe we should try to write an article together. And, and uh, you know, we, we decided to do that. And we ended up writing, a, uh, I guess it was a, a pretty good article on for fire engineering online um, that I think was called what the four fundamentals of firefighter functional fitness at the time, which, you know, eventually morphed into what we now have is the four pillars of firefighter functional fitness. But uh, in the book, but that's how we started. We 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 wrote this article. It was a it was a pretty extensive article, and it it got a lot of traction, much to our surprise. Um, and and so we figured we we might as well, you know, go with it, and decided to, at the time, write um, smaller pieces. Like we were going to do an eight part series for them to follow up. Um, and and as we uh, laid it out and we started doing it. Um, we kind of half jokingly initially and then got serious about writing this book that now came out uh, that so we we shifted our momentum to writing the book instead of writing that eight part series which ultimately became the big eight of firefighter functional fitness that's what that series was going to be about was those different components of the physical fitness pillar and I guess you could say the rest is history we we um we started writing and and um about October of that year uh, and it, the funny part about it is we had never met in person 
So we began writing this book and we literally had never done anything more than spoken on the phone to each other. A um, online communicated dating. via email. Um, so yeah, welcome to the 21st century, right? So um, I, I thought Dan was going to try and catfish me or something. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. When when you first met, again, I, now I'm throwing out all these pop culture references, but when you first met, did you just right away go do you want to do karate in the garage yeah exactly uh, <laughs> did we just become best friends <laughs> yep <laughs> yep yeah i mean so eventually yes you know we probably should get together in person and we would you know I, w- I went down there and uh to his area in st louis area and spent a few days down there um and that's when we did all the photos and videos that we were storing up and saving for the that that aspect of the book so we spent probably three solid days of of uh, essentially working out nonstop in Jim's firehouse down there and taking all those pictures and, and videos. And that's how that part came out of it. So, you know, it, we, we've done a 50-50 split literally on pretty much everything we've done since we've partnered up. Uh, it's always been motivating for both of us, uh, for each other. And, you know, we hold each other accountable and, and, so even the book writing part was, although it was difficult and, and uh, unless you've done it, you don't really realize the, the intensity of it. We really just picked chapters and wrote as a primary or a, uh, you know, an alternate, a backup and we pa- passed them back and forth to each other. Um, so I would write the bulk of one of the chapters and send it to him while he was doing the same and he would send it to me and we would edit each other's work and, and, kind of got into a groove and the next thing you know there there you are so we're we're lucky and uh blessed to to get to where we are now just because it's been our passion to help whoever you know wants to listen to us and um and i think we're hopefully doing that for at least some of the the community out there the book's been widely accepted and and we're we feel very lucky in that regard um i always joke that if my sister bought one copy of it that i'd be happy you know you never <laughs> you never you never know what's going to happen when it actually gets published but what's it in close to 50 countries now worldwide um and uh, that just tells us that it's helping people and that it it means something and it's being you know used and helping to improve people's you know health in their lives so that's about it that's that's and here we are today yeah, very nice. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in looking at the book and reading the book, it it reminded me, all right, here's yet another pop culture kind of reference. Um, did, did any of you two see The Last Dance on ESPN, you know, basically going over Jordan's oh, last Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so there's there was part in there when, when he won his three championships and then switched to baseball. And there was a big problem there because he has a basketball body – and he's playing baseball and so he trains differently he gets this baseball body the strike happens he never really ends up making it to the major leagues and he ends up saying all right i'll go play basketball again but now he's got this baseball body playing basketball and how you know and and before i knew all that i was just thinking he's an elite athlete whatever he does it's going to work the theme of this book kind of it reminded me of that whole that whole show that whole period because you're training in this book to be a firefighter to do everything that you possibly can as a firefighter the best you can 
and there's some things that just make sense and there's some things that don't make sense so to that reading that i, I absolutely applaud you guys for that well thanks i am the the biggest thing we try to do is just simplify fitness for firefighters you know firefighters like simple uh we like straightforward we don't like any of the fluff and, and that's why we wanted to make it everything we wrote in the book and put in the book is directly applicable to firefighters i mean between dan and i um i think we edited it up the other day we got about 50 years experience between the two of us dan carrying most of that weight uh <laughs> but uh but still you're catching uh, up <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I'm getting there um but uh you know, we just wanted to make it super simple for firefighters. We know the job. We do the job. We know what it's like to stretch hose lines. We know what it's like to pull ceiling, uh, to force doors, and, and do all those things um, that we have to do on the fire ground and, and beyond the fire ground on, on other emergency scenes. So we just wanted to make a guide uh, that would help firefighters simplify their fitness and just get back into it if they've been gone for a while or if they're, you know, currently have a fitness routine, maybe give them some new ideas uh, that would help them directly apply everything related to their fitness back to the job and, and helping them perform better on the fire ground. And another one of our goals is just to increase firefighter longevity, you know, to make sure that we stay healthy throughout our careers. We stay healthy into our retirements um, after we're done being a firefighter and, and making sure we're not, you know, succumbing to cardiovascular disease, stroke and all that. Uh, during our careers or, or as we know many firefighters dying you know a year two three years after they they retire um, so we want to make sure that longevity was also a very very important aspect uh, of the book and and helping firefighters uh, imp improve and increase their longevity perfect perfect now kind of going into the book and I know Dan you've already mentioned these before but the four pillars mm -hmm. can you just kind of touch on uh, each one of those, kind of give sure. uh, our audience uh, an idea of what each one is. Sure. You know, going back to what Jim was saying with, you know, our, our general theme, right, it, it is try to keep it simple. Uh, give the firefighters, give the first responders the information that they need and let them get get to it without a lot of fluff. So we, we broke this down and it's important to, at this point probably to emphasize that, you know, a lot of people think about when they, when they hear our names, if they associate us with, you know, firefighter wellness and so forth, they think about the fitness aspect, the physical fitness. And that's clearly the most prominent part of what we do. So that would be pillar number one, physical fitness, right? So functional physical fitness is really what our goal is. You know, what, um, you know, think about what we do on the fire ground and then try to replicate that in the in the gym environment in the in the training environment so that we are basing our efforts on performance first not what we look like not six-pack abs and and you know shredded this and that and 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 if that's a goal i'm not downing it don't get me wrong uh, that's fabulous but our our approach to fitness is based on performance right and and making helping you become the best you that you can be on the fire ground. So that's, that's physical fitness. That's, and that's in contained within that is the big eight concept. So, uh, you know, you have, uh, eight different components, if you will, of your physical fitness that, that we think are pretty simple to remember the three foundational components being core strength, cardiovascular capacity and flexibility. So that's kind of like the, the, the base or foundation of what we do. 
And then the five functional fitness, the five, I should say, the functional strength categories are very simply push, pull, lift, carry, and drag. So we, in our minds, we couldn't make it any simpler than that because those are the things that we do sometimes simultaneously on the fire ground. And so our efforts in the gym ought to be focused on that when we're trying to improve our functional strength. All right, so that's, that's probably the, the, that's the fun quotient of what we do, the physical fitness part. The other three pillars though are equally important because the fitness that, you know, and you all know this, um, that your fitness and your health is comprehensive, right? It's all connected, right? You can't just go to the gym and then expect to be in peak physical condition and, and healthy, you know, in terms of your body systems, you have to do more than that. So we have rest and recovery, which is another pillar. We have hydration, which we specifically call out as another pillar. And then we have everybody's favorite topic, nutrition, which is, which is our last pillar. So we, we spend a lot of time, especially, at, of course, in the book, but especially in our workshops, focusing on those pillars as well. Because if you only do one and don't focus on the others, then you're, you're shortchanging yourself. And we all know that, um, you know, that saying that, you know, you know, the fitness starts in the kitchen. Well, it kind of really does. Um, so if you're, if you're working out six days a week, uh, but you're not hydrating proactively, you're not getting enough rest and, and you're, you know, you're going back home and you're eating processed, you know, foods, you know, three meals a day and, you know, downing, you know, three sodas a day and so forth, then you're, all you're doing is hurting what your, what your accomplishments may have been on the other side of the fence. So um, we try to take that comprehensive approach, consider it a lifestyle that we believe, um, you know, we're held to a higher standard in what we do. I mean, we chose to be firefighters, we chose to be, you know, public servants, and we're held to a higher standard. So we need to live up to that. Uh, these things are considered a requirement of, of our job, whether you're a career or volunteer. So that's how we approach it. Nice. Now, one of those, one of the things that were, that was in your book, a uh, considerable amount was, uh, and it's something that I think a few years ago, I would have kind of blown off, but I've kind of this, this day and of age have accepted it and like it is, and it's, it's the, the Y word, the yoga. That's kind of, that's kind of something that firefighters, you know, again, that whole macho, yeah, we got, seriously, mm -hmm. but, uh, no, that's, that's not really the case at all. Not, not at all. Jim can speak to that, I think. Yeah. And, and one of the, uh, one of the big eight that we talked about under the, the first pillar of physical fitness, one of the big eight that's so important is flexibility. Um, and you mentioned the Y word yoga. Uh, sometimes we like to call it FOGA for functional yoga. Uh, to not scare, not scare firefighters too much. Um, but one of the things that firefighters need to realize is, yes, we need to have the strength. We need to have the cardiovascular capacity, right? We need to have all those things, but we also need to have flexibility and mobility. So yoga and very simplistic, basic yoga is one way to help firefighters get that flexibility, get that mobility to make sure that, you know, when we're doing these awkward movements on the fire ground and we all know what that's like with you know 60 to 70 pounds of of extra gear on our on our person you know we need to make sure that we can move and be agile and yoga is one of the uh, ways that we can help do that um, we have i think approximately 30 to 35 different stretches some of them are quote unquote yoga poses 
Um, but we have 30 to 35 different uh, stretches and yoga poses in our flexibility chapter within the book because we believe that, you know, staying limber, staying mobile, fle being flexible are so important for firefighters. I've known some firefighters who have, you know, the bodybuilder mindset and that's all they've done for their fitness, which is great that they've been active with their fitness. Um, but I've known some firefighters who have that bodybuilding mindset who are so stiff, so rigid. I mean, they're muscular, trust me, that's great. But they're so stiff and rigid that they cannot even reach back to get their SCBA straps over their shoulders when they're getting on the truck. And they can't reach back to turn on their own cylinder behind them. They have to have someone else to do it, which is kind of crazy. I mean, that's, you would think that's one of the most basic things that every firefighter should be able to do. Is you know, you know the next and, question I'm, I'm yeah. wondering is, how do they wipe their butt? <laughs> well, hey, I'm staying out of that one. I'm staying out of that one. But you get what I'm saying. I mean, we, we have to be, like Dan already said, the, the book and, and our approach is comprehensive. We can't just be one side of the coin. We, we got to have to be strong. We have to have also that muscular endurance. We have to have that cardiovascular capacity. And we have to have that flexibility and mobility to do all parts of the job. Nice. And Dan, you also mentioned and sleep in there, uh, or excuse me, you, you mentioned uh, the rest. Were you referring to the rest as far as letting your body recover from a particular episode, uh, mm -hmm. exercise, or were you referring to sleep as being rest? Sure, that's, that's a good question. And, and honestly, we're, we're talking about both. Uh, we, we, we break that down into active and passive uh, recovery and rest. And so there's, there's a couple different ways to look at this. There's the, the rest that, that we need to get um, proper sleep at night, right? The eight, you know, seven or eight hours a night uninterrupted sleep as much as we can. Uh, we talk about strategies to help improve your chances of doing that. Re recognizing that, you know, when we're on duty as, as shift workers, um, it's nearly impossible to accomplish that. So that we need to put even more emphasis on how how we treat our bodies when we're not on duty. Um, so we, we talk a lot about some strategies to, to help you accomplish that uh, as best you can when you're not, uh, when you're not working, you know, and those include uh, things like eliminating the distractions and the noises and the, the smartphones and the, you know, those kinds of things, that, you know, an hour or two before you, you go to bed, they, you know, reducing or eliminating caffeine and alcohol drinks at night. Um, those kinds of things. What, uh, what else is a really good thing to help you improve your sleep? Well, if you get, you get into the gym and you're training and you're working out, um, that tends to help you sleep better, right? So there's kinds of things like that that we talk about in terms of actual rest. Um, we also talk about rest in terms of your body needs rest in your weekly workout regimen as well. So it does you no good to be in the gym seven days a week, right? Um, you need to give your body time to recover from the effort and the, and the, essentially sometimes the little micro damage that you put it through when you're in the gym training. Uh, so rest days are important. You need to listen to your body and, and make sure that you're paying attention to how your body tells you it feels. You know? So if it's time to take a day off and, and not do a workout uh, based on your, your weekly schedule, then that's what you should do. You know? I'm not saying you can't you know, do some light flexibility training, yoga, things like that, 
uh, you know, just to keep yourself limber and keep yourself engaged is fine. But, uh, you know, we need to rotate the muscle groups that we're, we're training with. And then we also need to give ourselves that proper recovery time in between those strenuous workouts. And then, and then the, the other part of it is the active recovery, which is things like uh, um, foam rolling, massage, lacrosse balls, getting the adhesions out of your muscles, uh, those kinds of things that uh, that help your body recover uh, more quickly and more proficiently, if you will, uh, when you do go to the gym uh, or wherever it is you're, you're, you're doing your training. So uh, we, we break it out into, a, you know, a couple different sets and subsets, but uh, suffice it to say, it's all important. And, and the time we spend not in the gym uh, is probably equally, if not more important than the time that we do spend in, in, those, in those environments, right? Sure. Now, Dan, let me ask you this while, while I've got sure. you here. Okay. You know, you're, you're working a 40-hour week, technically. I'm sure it's more than that. It ends up being more than that, being the chief, right? Well, I just I go home when it's done, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Some yeah. days are longer than others. But yes. Yeah. Um, what kind of, what's your workout regimen like? I, I would, at this point in my career, I, I consider myself um, like in a, in a more of a, a maintenance mode than I would in, in a, in a, I'm trying to become a, you know, a Titan on TV mode. Um, so, you know, if I can get three to four days a week in of, you know, I'm a, I'm a, what they call a fit, fitness minimalist. I try to, you know, make it as efficient as possible and get in and do it and, and get out. So if I can spend three to four days a week focusing on um, maybe a half hour to 35 or 40 minutes of something like that, then that's what I try to do. And whether that's here um, at work going over to right now, we don't have a gym in our station. We will, uh, but we were lucky enough to have a rec center nearby that, that the municipality owns that has a gym as well. So that's the access we have to those facilities, including our, our on duty crews. Um, I've got a rowing machine in my basement, you know, um, you can always find a kettlebell somewhere around in my house, uh, as well. So it's, it's a matter of making the time and keeping it as a priority, even though I may be, you know, in more of an administrative role, I still have that obligation to set that example, uh, you know, and, and maintain that example for everybody else that's looking for the help and, and, and for my folks here as well. So, uh, you know, it's, it's always been about, you know, well done is better than well said for me. And, and so that's how I try to do it. You know, uh, I don't have the, the same flexibility, if you will, as Jim does work in a 4896. I mean, he's in that environment literally for two full days straight uh, and has ample opportunity to probably do a more regimented system of workouts. But uh, I follow our books, guidelines, just, just like, we ask everybody else to do so when it comes to what I'm doing, it's still going to be based on our method, if you will, that we suggest in the, in the book and in our workshops. So kind of going with that same question, Jim, you being on a, a shift, uh, in 4896, a little, little bit different than what I'm used to being 2448s. You're probably, you probably are working out at the firehouse. Is that accurate? Yes, uh, as much as possible. And in the fire department I work for, we are very blessed. Um, we make health and fitness um, and wellness for firefighters a huge priority. Um, and there are gyms in each station and we make sure we 
um, you know, put money each year towards uh, improving our equipment, maintaining our equipment. Um, so yes, uh, and, and I'm one of the uh, chairs of our, our health and wellness committee, uh, committee at Metro West uh, Fire Protection District. So uh, you better believe I'm uh, getting my butt in the gym and leading by example. And as a company officer, you know, I, I want to lead by example for my crew. And that's one of my expectations I give them at the beginning of the year. You know, hey, once every 24 hour that we're on, you know, we're on two days in a row and we're not at a very busy station. So you better believe everybody, I don't care what you do, you know, you better believe everybody get in there for, you know, 30 minutes or whatever, be active um, and, and get it done. Uh, and for me, yeah, I'm the kind of guy I like to get in there about five days a week. And it, like Dan said, it doesn't have to be necessarily the gym. Um, you know, going for a walk, a run, a hike, um, like you said, doing that, that yoga, um, you can go on YouTube, also check out yoga for first responders. Uh, they have a lot of great content specifically for first responders and firefighters. We work with them a great deal. Um, and you can just download, uh, and watch in the comfort of your own home. You don't have to do yoga in front of any of your firefighter brothers or sisters. <laughs> you can uh, do it in the comfort of your own home or a room or whatever, and uh, just do some basic yoga to stay limber. Um, and, but like when I'm at right now with everything we're going through with the, uh, the you know, pandemic and everything at the firehouse, that's where I like to get my most, you know, I would say strenuous or, you know, most of my strength training done because I don't necessarily you know, belong to a gym, uh, a brick and mortar uh, gym anymore. Um, so the firehouse is, is my quote unquote gym now. Um, so yeah, I like to get about five days uh, a week in. Um, and sometimes that's like a quick 20 minute kind of cardio burner workout. It could be body weight. Sometimes it's with, uh, you know, weights and bands for resistance and strength training. Sometimes it's that basic yoga that I like doing as well. So I like to mix it up as well. And just like Dan said, yeah, following the, the principles of our book, you know, uh, is, is what we like to do, the simplistic approach that we said. Nice. Now, working at 2448 schedule like me, and, and for a lot of us, as I think probably the most typical, you guys are different for sure. <laughs> We're different. I, I, I'm like, uh, I think about working a 48 hours where I'm at, and I'm like, no, that wouldn't work because we're just way too busy. But um, you talk about that rest period. Is that something where like you work in your two days off, working out each day, and then your rest day would be your shift day and then just repeat? Yeah. Um, so like as Dan had mentioned with the rest and recovery, so we like to do it to where um, just I'll give a sample plan. So one day would be upper body pushes and pulls, strength training. So I would not want to do that again. If I am going to within the week, I would not, not do that again until maybe Thursday. Um, but, you know, if I do that upper body push and pull strength training session on Monday, um, then I can do something cardio or lower body flexibility, some functional yoga on Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. Um, and, and it's just making sure that, especially with our strength training, we're not working out the same muscle groups uh, muscle groups two days in a row or may, maybe not until 48 hours later at least to give those uh, muscles a chance to fully recovery uh, recover repair and rebuild um, just a personal story from my own experience 
uh, when I, uh, believe it or not, uh, when I wanted to become a bodybuilder and um, I was working out every single body part um, twice a week, I ended up tearing my left pec muscle um, when I was doing my uh, chest workouts, as, as I was calling them. Um, and so I was overtaxing my body um, beyond belief. And, and, you know, I have long-term effects from that and messing up my shoulder, my pec muscle. Um, so I've had to work around that and recover from that. Um, so that was a, actually a huge wake-up call for me to, um, instead of doing bodybuilding, to gear my fitness towards, you know, making it functional for the job. Um, and that was a big reason how I got into functional fitness um, as a firefighter. Um, so that's just one of the things we really encourage. Um, so to have that sample plan, one day would be upper body, you know, strength. One day throughout the week would be lower body strength training. Um, one to two days could be high intensity interval uh, cardio training. And one, one days of those um, Cardio training could be more endurance-based, so more moderate intensity, longer, you know, 30 to 60 minutes. Uh, one day could be that functional yoga. And all throughout, peppered throughout those workouts throughout the week could be core strength training, um, which Dan and I really like to use it as a warm-up to our, to our workouts. Um, just kind of engaging your core, engaging your mind, war actually warming up the body, warming up your muscles to get ready to do um, the harder part, uh, the more conditioning part of the workout. So as we write in, you know, we have a programming chapter in our books for how you can program your workouts um, based on what we present within the four pillars. Um, but there's so many different ways to skin a cat and we give firefighters different options for, you know, plugging in different exercises as they choose, mixing it up. Because I think so many times, um, for those, those of us who are in a regular fitness routine, we do the same thing over and over and we get burned out um, and we hit a plateau and we're not progressing and we're just kind of going through the motions, which it's, it's good to, you know, be active and getting those workouts in. Uh, but sometimes we need to change it up um, with different exercises and, and different processes that can shock our body and help us actually improve. Awesome. Very nice. Now, uh, you know, I just kind of talked about shifts being in different positions. You have different shifts. Um, with those same positions, what type of advice would you guys have if you had a firefighter who was having fitness issues and kind of needed to try to motivate them and, and get them up to snuff so they can be there for your guys and also the citizens if needed? And their yeah, family, long run. Exactly, exactly. Well, I think, I mean, this is, we could talk about this, this could be its own uh, interview episode, whatever you want to call it. But I think within this, finding the motivation is multi, you know, faceted, if you will. So one of the things is, you know, like I said before, me as their company officer, you know, it needs to be one of my expectations for my crew. And the same, Dan would, would say the same thing for the leadership, upper leadership, uh, within the fire de department and the, and the fire chief would have to say, okay, health and wellness, fitness is a priority for my firefighters. And Dan can speak more to that on, on different processes and, and, you know, NFPA 1582 physicals and all that kind of stuff within the fire department. But I'll speak towards the company level. As a company officer, it just has to be a priority. And the company officer and, and other members in, their, in the crew who 
have a passion for fitness, they need to be leading by example. And fitness always has to be encouraging, welcoming, not shaming, not punitive ever. Um, but, you know, one of the simplest things that we can do with our firefighters who need a little extra motivation who have been out of their fitness for a while is to just encourage and ask that member, hey, you want to go work out with me? It doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't have to do the workout that I'm doing per se. It doesn't have to be at my intensity, but just inviting them, you know, every single day that you're going to work out, making sure that you're, you're pulling alongside them and saying, Hey, you want to, you want to get in the gym with me? Um, I mean, maybe even just asking them, Hey, you want to go for a walk? You want to go for a light jog? Um, you want to, you know, just do a five minute workout, just something to get them started. Because I think that's the hardest part really is getting firefighters who have been out of the fitness game for a while is just getting back into it with, you know, getting their mind right and getting started again. Um, so anyone out there listening to this, if, if you've been out, out of it for a while, just, it's easy for me to say, but just get, do something and get started. If that's a five minute walk around your neighborhood, great. And, and then next time you go out, maybe make that, add a couple minutes to it, make it a 10 minute walk. And it doesn't have to be anything like you're going to run a, a marathon, you know, uh, it just do something to uh, improve yourself and get back in the game because it will be worth it in the long run. Dan, you want to speak more to the uh, organizational mindset sure. towards fitness? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, the, I think for us, um, the, the most important analogy I can probably uh, uh, share is that, you know, as fire chiefs, as administrators or whatever, you know, we really have to put as much emphasis and prioritize the preventive maintenance of our people as we have traditionally done with our apparatus and equipment, right? So, you know, it's proven and we know that if we if we preventive, preventatively maintain our apparatus and our equipment, it lasts longer, it remains safe, and it, it becomes more financially uh, uh, doable, right, over the long haul, right? I mean, that's proven that the, the data, the statistics show that. Um, and, and what kind of baffles me is that we can't, generally speaking, wrap our arms around that same kind of concept for our own folks in our departments who, who I happen to believe are the, the, the greatest assets that we have to begin with. So, so changing that mindset for me means that we have to dedicate the funds and the resources uh, as best we can to the, the maintenance of our folks now so that it doesn't hurt them or cost us in the long run. It's the same concept as we, we, you know, if I could simplify it, that's how I would do it. It's the same concept as we've always approached uh, our engines and our ladders and, and, you know, the, the rescue tools and the things like that, that we have to take care of and count on to use, right. They're, they're no good without us. Uh, I mean, you know, they don't work unless we work them. So, um, that's kind of the best way I can give that analogy is that we just have to to focus on that priority um, and 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 do it from the top. I mean, you know, if if I if I'm demonstrating doing that, uh, if I'm showing the 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 firefighters that I care enough to to put in the budget that you know we are going to get annual NFPA compliant 
physicals. That's what we're going to do. Um, we're not just going to send you to your, your family doctor and get a note signed. We're going to do it the right way. Uh, and if that means uh, something else uh, has to be trimmed because of it, then that's probably what I'm going to do because it's that important to me. And that, that kind of attitude and, and um, you know, way of going about things, it's contagious to the firefighters. You show them that you care um, about them as people, not just as, as tools to, to go do things. Um, and that, that pays big dividends in the long run. You know, I'm, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to bring these people in and talk to you. I'm going to bring in, you know, somebody to talk to you about your behavioral health. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you the resources to, to, to help you improve your nutrition. If you, if you need them, you know, those kinds of things, uh, it, it are all important and need to become part of the fabric of our daily, weekly, monthly, annual operations in the fire department. And that's, that's, that's how I approach it. Uh, and I, I know that money is tight, I get it, but what's the alternative, right? So that's, that's kind of how I look at it. You can pay me now or pay me later. Um, you know, somebody that we don't take care of as a human being, as a firefighter, and they are human beings first. Um, if you're really that worried about money, I can guarantee you it's going to cost your department, your municipality, a lot more money on the back end than it is on the front end. Uh, and that's proven in the wellness fitness initiative, in the data that they've collected. Uh, the return on your investment for firefighter wellness programs, usually within the first year, uh, it's at least a wash, if not a positive return on investment of you know, two, three, four, even $5 for every dollar spent uh, in reduction in overtime, workers' comp claims, those kinds of things. Uh, all those things come into play. So um, if you want to throw the, the money card out there, then that's my response to that as well. So it, it's, it's, it's more up here, just like we always say, mindset is key for the individual working uh, out there on the street and getting, getting involved in, in improving their own health. Because let's be honest, it's our—it's ultimately our individual responsibility anyway. It's not you waiting for your fire department to tell you to do it. But at the end of the day, it's the same mindset here as a fire chief. I've got to be able to say, this is more important to me than some of these other things that traditionally maybe have been. Not that they're, le not, that they're not important, but this is more important. This is a priority to me. And that's what I try to do. Nicely said. Let me let me ask you guys this, and this is going to be you got to kind of follow me down this rabbit hole now. Um, your book came out obviously a few years ago, and in that time, we've learned an awful lot about our fire gear and how itself can be considered a carcinogen. And I know a lot of the pictures in there, a lot of the references are, you know, you guys wanted to practice like we play, just like an NFL player. I mean, they, they'll practice that they've got their pads on, they've got their helmet on. So you have us in, in our gear, you have us in our SCPAs, but knowing what we know now, it's almost like maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe there should be an alternative if there is a good alternative to that stuff. But, you know, I know even talking to Bobby Holland about it, you know, the stair climb FDIC, he doesn't want anybody wearing gear anymore for that. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to limit our exposure that stuff as much as possible so did you have any 
kind of thoughts on that? I know if you wrote the book today, it probably would be different because of that, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's highly dependent on what gear we're using. Um, and I think what you're uh, referencing is, is some fire gear uh, is, is treated with uh, certain chemicals that are carcinogens um, that, that are typically flame retardant, correct? If that's what you're referring to. Kind of the, um, the, the, the PFOS, PFOS, the, yeah. you know, the, the water repellent. Right, right. And so there's, there's certain gears that, that are definitely have those chemicals in, in them. And so, yes, we definitely need to be cognizant of, of training in our gear. Um, and, you know, if, if you're not sure if your gear has that or not, then yes, it, it'd be a good idea to, to not train in, in, in your gear for that. Um, the gear that uh, we use in, in our pictures uh, has obviously been decontaminated uh, through our extraction washers. Um, it, that gear that I used in some of those pictures and Dan used um, is out of service gear. So it's not even seen fire for a long time and it's been washed numerous times. It, I can't guarantee, <laughs> can't guarantee that, you know, all the carcinogens are, are extracted and washed out of it from fires and whatnot. Um, but one thing that I love um, right now, uh, Fit to Fight Fire, which is uh, John Sparrow and Tom Johnson, um, they are actually in the process of developing, uh, um, basically it's, it's kind of like knockoff firefighter gear that firefighters can train in, you know, that it's guaranteed to not have any car set engines whatsoever. Um, it's a fraction of the cost of actual turnout gear. Um, and so that's one of the things that they're developing and I can't wait to see come out for firefighters to, you know, have that assurance that they know they're not getting any type of carcinogens, uh, in training in their gear. Um, one of the things is, is that I do not work out in my frontline gear. Um, and if I do a workout in gear, it's, it's gear that's been retired and washed numerous times, um, and hasn't seen fire for a long time. Um, so. Yes, definitely smart to uh, not use your frontline gear um, and to make sure, uh, as we all know nowadays, to wash your gear uh, with an NFPA approved, you know, NFPA 1851 approved uh, detergent and making sure, you know, hey, if you pull it out of the extraction washer, if it smells like smoke, <laughs> it's not ready to go back in service. You know, it needs to be washed again as, as much as possible um, to be able to return to service because we don't want to be you know, having that negative impact. Um, yeah, it's great to work out. And, you know, yes, practice like you play, like football players do. Um, but we don't want to be doing, you know, putting carcinogens in our body from our gear while we're working out. So I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up. Perfect. Now, uh, let's talk about uh, your workshops. Um, you guys were um, going to be coming to our third annual Brothers Helping Brothers Health and Wellness Conference, and it, it just ended up not working out this year, but there, you know, that's okay. There'll be a fourth one. But, uh, you know, again, this started as um, becoming best friends online, doing karate in the garage. <laughs> you know, Jim almost spit out his water there as I said that. That's perfect. Um, you know, uh, writing an article for our, for our engineering, writing a book. And, and then, you know, how did these workshops come together and, and what do those entail? Well, so I, I think it was a natural uh, uh, follow-up to, to the book because we, we want this to be training as much as anything else, right? 
Um, so we, we sat down and developed these different models for these workshops. We have, we can, I'll say this first, we can do anything that you need us to do it, to fit your needs, but we based it at least on a four hour, an eight hour, and a 16 hour uh, levels, if you will, um, to, to get at least so we have some kind of base to start from, right? So um, the idea is that we come out to your facility, to your agency, whatever, and we present that information depending on what level you're, you're looking at. And actually, you know, the best way to train and learn is, is my opinion is face-to-face. -face. Let's, let's get in front of each other, talk about it, get out there and do it. And uh, that's how we do it in the fire service. And so we develop these workshops to sort of support, you know, not only support the book and the, and the, and the needs that firefighters we feel they need to have, but um, we've taken it a step further and decided that, you know, I mean, we're, so Jim and I are both peer fitness trainers. Uh, we have some other, um, you know, certifications in the fitness industry as well to, to you know, to help us uh, with what we do. Um, but, the eight hour and the 16 hour workshops take our book really and get down into a, a much more depth, get down into much more depth into each section and each pillar and so forth. And it's a really good mix of let's talk about this stuff for a few minutes and then let's get out there and do it. And we're going to show you how to do this and we're going to run you through some things um, in the most comprehensive workshops. You're going to do it. You're going to develop things and, you know, expand your horizons and, and, able to take that stuff back to your to your uh, co-workers in your departments and and we actually went and had our programs um, authorized for for con ed credits now for you know and we have for a while now for uh, for peer fitness trainers and uh, ace certified trainers so um, we want to give people more options than especially uh, trainers that need to research um, you know I could easily go on the computer and pay, you know, $5, read a magazine article, answer a quiz and get a credit. Uh, but what is that really doing for me um, in terms of, you know, keeping me proficient and honing my skills and learning new things and all that? Not much, um, you know, whereas we can come out and do that for you in person, spend a day or two with you. And we hope that you get a lot more out of it than, than going online and, and plowing through, um, you know, magazine articles to maintain your certification. So um, I, I, I think I speak for Jim when I say that we absolutely, we love to come out and that's, that's really, now that the, the book has been out there, that's really what I look probably most forward to is being able to, to connect with uh, departments um, and get out there to their places and just connect with them face to face and run through those programs. Um, they're very comprehensive, like I said, as you can imagine, um, a lot of it has to do with the pillar one, the physical fitness, but throughout that whole one or two days mixed in with all that is a really good amount of all the other stuff, the rest and recovery, the, the hydration, the nutrition, uh, the, the, the activities that we do, group activities, individual activities, programming, um, gut check stuff like risk factors and behaviors and things like that that you know, we strongly feel every firefighter needs to hear, um, you know, the realities of what happens to your body and your body systems when we engage in strenuous firefighting tasks and, 
you know, what happens to you over the short term and the long term uh, because of what we chose to do, um, you know, is tends to be a pretty big eye opener for some uh, that that whether they wanted to believe it or didn't know it or didn't want to believe it or whatever, it's, it's, you know, we throw that stuff out there as well. And we, we engage our audience and they participate as much as we do, you know? So it's, uh, those are the things that I think we enjoy the most at this point is just getting out there and doing it. And thankfully now we're going to start doing that again. Uh, we're COVID, you know, is uh, at least we have, we know controls are in place and we've, rebooked a couple of things that we had to put on hold uh, here coming up in the last quarter of the year. And we're going to certainly come out and do those in-person trainings with all those controls in place and the distancing and the mass and all that. We can still get all that accomplished without fear of uh, spreading the, the virus. So, um, you know, we're going to get back into it. And we, you know, anybody that's listening, if you're interested in that kind of a, a program, all you got to do is email us, um, contact us i'm sure we'll be able to give the contact information at some point but um, you can do that now if you want that was, that was uh, coming up but you okay well that, yeah so the, the easiest way to contact us um is just firefighter functional fitness at gmail.com for email that's that that email is set up to go to both jim and i uh forward automatically to both of us uh so if you need to reach out for anything like that uh firefighter functional fitness at gmail.com is our primary email address and all of the social media that we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, all of those handles are at firefighter F fit. It's so if you're searching for us, it's at firefighter F fit. Um, we answer every single email, text, DM, anything like that. We, we are here to help anybody that needs to help. We're just firefighters that just like everybody else that want to want to uh, work together to, to improve overall health and wellness. So don't feel like you can't reach out to us and ask a question or come to us with a concern or whatever it is you need. But um, and of course, our website, firefighterfunctionalfitness.com, uh, you can go there, you can preview the book, you can click on different links. We have free downloadable reports. Um, 10 biggest mistakes firefighters make with their fitness is one of them. And then we also did a, a shorter report that kind of breaks down NFPA 1583 into like manageable terms for, you know, firefighters in terms of, you know, fitness assessments and things like that. Uh, and you can also click on a link on our website that'll take you directly to a workshop inquiry page as well. So, um, don't be bashful in reaching out to us. We love to hear from people. We love to hear success stories. Uh, we share them all the time. Um, we're just here to help. And if you want a workshop, reach out and we'll get right to work on scheduling one for you. Perfect. Now you mentioned uh, social media was what? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? Yeah, all, all of the... What about MySpace? What is MySpace? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be... It's so long ago, Dan's like, I don't even remember Seriously. that. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to, I know we're on video here so that people can't see it, but I'm going to show you what helmet I wore when I started in the car. <laughs> see this? Oh, yeah. I love that. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> nice. One, one thing I will add to what Dan said is that uh, we also have a very extensive YouTube channel uh, with about 400 videos uh, on it with different, different workouts, different exercises and demonstrations. So if anyone ever needs ideas um, for exercises, stretches, whatever, 
head to our YouTube channel. Uh, if you just go to YouTube and, and go in the search bar, you know, just type in firefighter functional fitness, you'll find us and make sure you subscribe and all that good stuff. Perfect. Now, it's all let free. Me, let me get you guys out on this. I have a thing called 25, 25 random questions. Okay. I'm not going to make it go through 25 of them because that's, that's rude. And again, we got to get back to shark week. But if you will, <laughs> just one of you guys, I don't care who, just pick out uh, a number and, and it's all it's all fun stuff at this point. We'll do uh -huh. a few of these and then get you out of here. All right, I'll do 25. Favorite professional Four. sports team? Uh, same with <sighs> Cardinals. Can I do same 25? Cardinals. Yeah, let, Dan, you can do 25. <laughs> go ahead and answer. I know what it's going to be, but go ahead. Come on, man, the Flyers. The, uh, no. the, the, the Dayton the Flyers? Let's go. Oh, no, no, professional. <laughs> and I'm going to have to edit your answer out, Jim, because I'm a Reds fan. So That's okay. Oh. That's okay. I love the Reds and Cards rivalry. It's good. All right. How about, Dan, you pick a number? Uh, 23. Chicago or New York pizza? New York. Oh, thinking you're actually allowed to have a slice of pizza. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, you are. I mean, yeah. it's a lifestyle of moderation we, that we preach. So if you if you eliminate all the pleasures in your life, you're never going to succeed, right? So uh, New York pizza by by far, yeah, easily. See, I would I would go with Chicago. Not that I. Uh, I'm outside of Philadelphia, bro. Like, yeah, I know. Come on, man. New York pizza <laughs> and Philly uh, cheesesteaks. There you go. No, there you go. What are you, uh, Gino? Gino's or Pat's? Um, uh, you asked me or Jim? I'm asking. No, go ahead. You're the one. You're yeah, the one you're, there. You're up there. Uh, um, there's. I'm probably going to get crucified for this, <laughs> but there's better. There's better ones than either one of those. Uh, there, there. You know, probably Pat's. I guess if I had to pick. All right. Yeah. Jim, you got an answer for that too? Uh, I've never tried either one of those, but I do love a good Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> nice. Uh, Jim's turn. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, number one. First job? I worked at Walgreens. Uh, I stocked the shelves and, and I was a cashier and uh, cleaned. So I worked there in high school. Uh, had to pay for that gas money and car insurance. Nice. Dan, what was yours? My first job was uh, I started working when I was 14 and it was at Dairy Queen. Nice. I worked at the Dairy Queen in high school. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right, Dan, pick one more. I'll get you out of here. Uh, how about 11? I like this one. Who would play you in a movie regarding your life? <laughs> Anderson Cooper. <laughs> Which I have no idea. Are you kidding me? Who would play me in a movie? Um, I, geez. I got to think that's, about that's that. That's a deep one. That is a... Uh, Jim, do you got an answer for that? I, I don't know. Well, I, I, like I said, look, looking at Dan right now with his glasses, and he looks all sophisticated on, on this Zoom call. I would I say know. Anderson Cooper would... would, would he's not Anderson an actor. Cooper. Yeah, he would oh, play boy. you with the, with the uh, nice uh, salty yeah. hair that you have. I'm picking a, up. Don't he's worry. He's distinguished. Who would pick? Yes. No, I'm thinking more like a Robert De Niro or. A, oh or yeah, a, okay, I can you see know, that. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> okay, yeah. There you go. I don't know. There you go. Who would want to play me in a movie? That would be the better question. Uh, Firefighter <laughs> Functional Fitness, the movie. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what about yeah. you, Jim? Who's playing you? Oh, man. Uh, if I get to pick, uh, I don't know. But you know what's funny? Have you seen those Roman commercials? 
Anyway, there's a guy on the Roman commercials for ED enhance, you know, ED <laughs> stuff, all that stuff. There's a guy on there and it comes on every now and then at the firehouse and all my guys are like, that's you, that's, you're yeah. that guy. I'm like, well, okay, I guess that guy would play me on a movie. I, I'll, I'll take his money. Call- I'm sure, I'm sure he's doing well, so I'll take his money. So we're going to start calling the Roman guy. Dash Rock. <laughs> Rock, that's you. I all love right. it. Johnny Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> guys i can't thank you enough seriously for everything you've done for the fire service and and joining me on this this podcast this morning i well, i really do appreciate you so likewise uh, likewise yeah. to you and thank you for the opportunity all right so no, we appreciate the opportunity definitely it's all right it's, the pleasure is ours well thank you thank you uh for all my listeners don't forget to subscribe hit the share button comment only if it's nice things don't be it don't be <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. now about, i about got dan to spit out his drink there see so it was almost two for two today <laughs> all right so no seriously uh the guys dan jim firefighter functional fitness thanks and uh all you listeners i'll be on next week take care